Um, hi, this is for the girls podcast. Uh, we're talking about a lot of girls today. So. We are talking about Buckle a lot up. of girls today. This is Nick Westrate. And this is Jason Black. And if um, this is your first time listening to this podcast, it's a podcast about the queer person's or people's relationship to a category of women we call divas. Yes, divas and the lady performers. You know, some people don't consider themselves the divas. Uh, this is a podcast about gay people who love female performers who are iconic. It's a podcast about queer people who love really dramatic actresses. Yeah, and this is and it's our fucking podcast. And we've always loved female performers. Mm-hmm. We're obsessed with them. We've ever since a kid, like they're the thing that's kind of driven us to the movies and to buy albums and to. Do all that good stuff. So now we're talking about it. So booyah. <laughs> Hi, Jay. Hi. Welcome back to California. Hi. Hi. We're really doing... We're, thank you. I am in California. It was a really good setting for um, this thing that we're about ready to talk about. Which is... Big Little Lie Season 2. <laughs> the finale was last night. This is a, definitely the most podcaster we've ever been. Usually, like, Jay was just in New York, and we do a lot of, like, we do a lot of interviews in batches and then put them out. But this is, like, we watched it last night. We're taping today. We're putting this episode out tomorrow because we love you guys and we're hard workers. So this is us trying to be super current, yes. This is us trying to be super current. Um, You know, we were pretty kind of au courant with our Diane's Diane, uh, Diane, and the movie Palms, Diane's Diane. (laughs) And we were surprisingly current with Britney and Madonna, oddly. Those are all past episodes. If you just scroll down in your little podcast thing, you can download those and then rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. Absolutely, but I think probably what we're feeling is that we're, we're really moving and shaking on this one because it just aired... Yesterday, and so now they, everyone <sighs> gets our cold, dead takes on it. <laughs> and they will be cold and dead by tomorrow, Tuesday, when this comes out. Also, everyone has takes on this. this oh my season. gosh, everyone has takes. There's so Twitter was just like overwhelmed. That's what you were telling with me. It, the Twitter gays. Were they pissed? Some were pissed. Some loved it. It's just like take mania out there. And I'm so glad we have our own long form <laughs> take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's how hypocritical is it that um, I'm 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 exhausted by people's like endless like takes on Big Little Lies, but we're now going to give ours. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, but but also I feel like people just I don't know. We're grappling with this season in a way where I'm like, just fucking relax and like let these divas do their work and have fun. Like chill out. It's okay. <laughs> like, we were not even going to get a second season. We have it. It may not be like, you know, fucking... Um, the Battle, at, Battle Normandy. at Normandy. Good. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, mammy. But what is um, our role? Not everything has to be Battle at Normandy. No, no. And I really escaped into this season mm. in a way that... I didn't. But well, well, let's talk about how we first. You and I, it's kind of magical. You and I actually watched the first season all together in like literally two days. I know right? it was. And it, it was a totality. I was living in Richmond, Virginia, working on a TV show, and Jason came to visit me, and we had saved Big Little Lies. We both agreed not to watch any of it until he mm-hmm. was there, so and then we watched all of it, and which I think coincided with the finale. Yeah, we were able to. Yeah, I remember wrapping all of it up. I oh, think. so uh, good. Really good. You actually, you were kind of living in a proper house. And so you had what I'm always obsessed with. Like you had a proper living room, but then you had a proper TV room. Uh-huh. And we had a big, big little lies-ish kitchen. 
You know, it was yeah. very like marble yeah. galley kitchen-ish with like an outdoor space. So we were definitely feeling um, a lot like Reese Witherspoon as we were watching it's- it. That's just like my fantasy. If I was like rich, I would have a guest room. <laughs> I'm dreaming big. And I would have a TV room. Mm. Like I, I just, I love a living room where you can gather and then you can have a, bla- a room where that big black box sits. Like that just to me is like the epitome of rich. It's amazing because then you can just lock yourself in there, watch the TV yep. and no one else has to be fucked by it. No. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Anyway, so we did that and we loved it. We loved it. Oh, we were living for season one. It was just so soapy and fun and had so much drama. It was like, it was gay paradise. And so many shots of Reese staring out at the ocean. So, so many shots. I was gagged. I like, I like always noticed this, but I like fully gagged. Um, Again, super cold dead take about um, the beach sign in Reese's kitchen with the arrow pointing to the actual beach that's like right off her like back door. Do you know what I'm talking about? In the kitchen. Uh It says beach pointing to my actual beach. Like I was like, yes, this is, this is exactly what I need. And it took me to the last episode just to fully go there with it. She's so basic. That's what I love about Madeline Martha McKenzie, her character, which I just realized that that is her full name, which is insane. Well, I'm Madeline Martha McKenzie. I always say the Martha, but no one calls me that. They call me Madeline. Well, and obviously, like, my favorite thing is what we know Reese's actual full name, which is not Reese Witherspoon. It is Laura Laura Jean Jean Poon. Boom. 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 Miss Poon. She just plays, like, the most basic of rich women so well, but does it so honestly that you actually... I, I love Madeline, you know, even though... They're all, except for Celeste, all the rest of them you kind of love to hate. There's like, for me, there's like a mix of hate and love with their bouginess. Celeste, I just feel like well, terrible Jane, for. Jane's not bougie. No, but Jane is also deeply basic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our Miss Shane, our Miss, our diva Shailene. Yes, yeah, um, so the four divas in, no, the five divas in, so the five divas in season one are Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Shailene Woodley, Laura Dern, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, and Shailene and Zoe really got the short end of the stick in season one. And unfortunately, I don't think that they really make it up in season two. Um, they tried they to have, for Zoe. They did throw some shit at the wall for Zoe. And <laughs> they man, gave her a me, big, the big old B-plot. Yeah, they gave her a nice, like, chunky B-plot, and it sure didn't stick. For me, season one, Reese was, like, my revelation. I've always liked her. Um, I feel like we kind of grew up with her. I actually, like, remember seeing her in a movie called Freeway. Oh, um, yeah, Freeway back in is great. 1996, right? She mm-hmm. plays... It's a take on Little Red Riding Hood, and she is just... She's got, like, the mouth of a sailor, and it's this, like, kind of dark story. It's her and Kiefer, um, right? Turn and all, good old Kiefer, he plays the big bad wolf, and she's just foul. She actually really hates this film. Reese does. Really? Um, yeah, she's kind of denounced it. But it's. I remember being like, I can't wait to feel this again from Reese. And see, having Madeline cuss and say vile things tickles me to no end. <laughs> um, like I, I just, I just love the waspiness that she leans into. And like you said, the basicness that she leans into. Yes. Anyway, so, so season one, Reese, 
Also, when Reese was quiet, I, I, that was a revelation. There is a scene in season one where she's at like a P-T-O-A-I meeting. Mm. Hmm? P-T-A, huh? P-T-A-G-L-G-T-Q+. So she's at a school meeting and she's not speaking. She never speaks. They just... But, like, they just kind of focus on her, on, you know, the stuff that she's kind of had been going through throughout the season. Her affair and kind of reevaluating how she handles her daughters. And it's just in this meeting where you just kind of see her thinking about it all. And it's just so beautiful. It was so alive. Reese is so alive um, in these moments that, yeah, like, And I think she, yum. she really defines that kind of, like, basic... I, we're calling it basic girl, but like every girlness in between election, legally blonde, and this, there's this element of her being like, this is the basic girl who you think you hate, but I'm going to make you love her. And she's really, really good at that. And she's become this kind of uh, American white every woman that is a lot <laughs> more interesting than I thought she would be. Gavin, hello. Hi. Of course, you guys go play. Hi. How are you? Great. Pregnant again? Of course, when am I not? You look fantastic. Thank you. Did you? Oh, uh, no, but you're sweet to think I did. Well, you look fabulous. Yeah. Hi, Jackie. Good to see you. Gabby is such a gossip. We don't like her. Hey, Maddie. Have you seen Justin at all? Oh, I think he whooshed past here. Are we doing the wine tasting next week at your house? I'll send you an email. Renata. Hi. Hi. So good to see you. You look adorable. Thank you so much. This is Jane Chapman. She's new here. Hi. Welcome, Renata Klein. Thank you. This is Amabella. Hi. Beautiful dress. How was your summer? It was wonderful. Very busy with the kids and camp. Just um, flew by. Same. Someone told me this, or asked me this, that do you think that Reese is just kind of playing a version of herself? Absolutely. Well, you do. You think so? Watch her. Her Instagram is so Madeline Martha McKenzie. Like, it's so curated and... Posed like she Reese Witherspoon, like we said, Laura Jean Poon is one thing. Reese Witherspoon is a creation, it seems, but a creation I'm not mad about. But it's right. I mean, I, I don't I, thinking about like after seeing this with Reese, I'm kind of like give her like all uh, any keys that she can take. She produced this. She was mm-hmm. a big spearheading of the. This yeah. was like kind of a passion project for her. And I'm like, well, I just just keep going because I feel like with I feel like people quite haven't known what to do. She's had a couple of stinkers here and there um, in the last couple of years. She was in a movie was called Hot Pursuit that like oh which yeah was, I wanted that, that didn't to go anywhere. Good. It wasn't uh, yeah, but I mean you know she and Laura Dern did Wild together and they were both nominated for Oscars and that was pretty great. But also another yeah. example of like it's based on a Cheryl Strayed book. It's like a little every woman. It's like a little basic but she takes it to this deeper place yeah that's also on this trajectory Ooh, i got a thesis of about reese witherspoon's career and mo- the modern caucasian woman in me we have found the face <laughs> of all you basic w- hey listen to two gay guys d- announce define <laughs> To, to all you moms and aunties, Reese, Wither, Reese Witherspoon is your white goddess. <laughs> Follow her like she is your northern star. Nick's thesis is that she's not going to like necessarily uh, spiritually awaken you, but she will guide you. But as much as she's so perfect in this show, my favorite part of season one was her vomiting at that table. 
She's having dinner over at Zoe Kravitz and her ex-husband's house and she full on pukes on them all over the table. Yeah. It was my by far highlight of season one. Yes, yes. Like, she does surprising things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like you said, the kind of love and, love and hate, like, she is constantly unearthing a certain amount of sympathy for this person. Absolutely. Uh, and it's always, like, kind of, and always kind of, like, jags to the left for me. Like, I'm always just a little surprised at uh, at where she where she takes it, like in that barfing scene. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, iconically, season two when she's like, "I don't give a fuck. I don't care about fucking homeless people." And then, like, is able to like walk it back in a perfect way. But- that is not what I meant. I do care about homeless people. I just think you can give money to some charity while you actually attend college. I'm not going to college. Yes, you are. And also the scene in season one that I love so much is with, uh, of course, the iconic fight with Laura Dern about what the community theater is or is not allowed to put on. May I uh, speak uh, for a moment, not as a member of the Monterey Planning Board, but really as a mom? I think we can agree that the world has gone to hell, right? I mean, we're living in a time where our little ones have lockdown drills at school because of gun violence. They don't even feel safe in their own classroom. So what if we brought back a little good old-fashioned nostalgia? You know, a little sound of music? I mean, we're Monterey, right? So what do we want to say? And maybe the question isn't, what is this play? But who are we? Hmm. I take your point. It's a good one. We, uh, we all have small children, and this is the village that we've chosen to raise them in. And um, I would say, among other things, I hope we're open-minded. I mean, I think what draws a lot of people to Monterey is its progressiveness. <clears throat> but opinions aside, legally, you've already lost. The California Constitution goes way further than the federal one to protect the First Amendment. But to answer your question, Renata, who are we? I don't think we want to become synonymous with suppression and prior restraint. We're going to face accusations of being anti-American and anti-free speech. I mean, that's not the politics that you've been practicing, Mayor Bartley. So I would say there are bigger black eyes than putting on a controversial musical, especially ones that have won Tony's. Stick that up your tight ass, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the sweet spot of season one for me, was like these women in this very rich community arguing about the minutia of their morals and ethics. That was almost like a comedy of manners. It was almost a farce at the same time of having this very dangerous undertone, you know? And that's what was so fun to me about, especially Laura Dern's deliciously mean and prickly performance as Renata Klein, which is just everything to me and so deserving of all the awards she got for it. At least once a day, I hear Reese in that first episode go, Renata! (laughs) And the way she says it, the way she just says the woman's name says said so many things you know they're dropping their kids off and Mm -hmm. Renata's just being fucking crazy and (laughs) it just sets up so much that like I will say Renata in my head it's like it's like um it's 
Yeah. It's like it's an inc- Patronus. It's like an incantation. <laughs> it's my Patronus. <laughs> I have to say Renata. Renata and, like, is your Patronus and Christina yeah. Ricci is your Horcrux. Yeah, duh. <laughs> I'm like a fake Harry Potter stand, I guess, at this point. I think you might be a witch. Um, I am a witch. The other thing I love about Renata Klein so as is a, a character witch. is that she it's, for Laura Dern, it's the anti-Amy Jellico. Her character in Enlightened. It's like the... It's like the other side of the coin from Amy Jellico, and that's and I love that Laura Dern has both of those women in her. It's so genius to me. Oh yeah, I mean, saying that Laura Dern is great in something at this point is like going on the street and talking about how the Earth is round. It's like a duh. Like it's almost just a waste of my breath to talk about Laura Dern. Um, and but and also again so beautifully because really in those first couple of scenes in season. One, you're like, okay, this is the this is the villain. Like, she's mm-hmm. worse than Reese's character. Right. She's by far and away just like, you know. Um, and I thought like they were just going to continue to demonize her and kind of put everything on this on this person, and they don't. No, she they can, don't. I mean, she mm-hmm. contains multitudes. You think it would be okay for little Amabella to be strangled at her birthday party? I don't think so. If Ziggy doesn't go, then Chloe's not going. Okay, well, I, I, don't, I don't think this is the right time to be. Let, let's and if just Chloe's out, then the entire brigade will follow. She's basically the Pied Piper. I like you, Madeline. And, and I actually admire you for sticking up for your unapologetic friend. But if I can offer something as objectively as I possibly can, do not fuck with my daughter's birthday. Yeah. And she always yeah. does. Like back like if you go back to like the Rambling Rose or Jurassic Park, like those are very, very complicated women who constantly surprise you. So season one, I think you're so right. Like I could have lived and I could have done seasons of just minutiae of these of these women's lives. Yeah. And their bickering and their privilege and dealing with that privilege. And the hierarchy of that, and and then we have Miss Shay- Miss <laughs> Diva Supreme, Shailene Woodley coming in. <laughs> Shailene Woodley is really I, on the edges of diva right now for me. She started think, in the Divergent series, right? She for sure did. No one talks about them, but they are things that I have yes watched, Mama. A couple of them in the theaters, Mama. And <laughs> I've watched like an one experience. on a plane, and I think it was about the future. They are. So bad. They are. They are so <laughs> fucking bad. You got my Ashley Judd in there. You got my Kate Winslet stuff. in there. Oh, you got Kate Winslet. I think you got Viola Davis in there at some point, and it doesn't make <laughs> nothing makes any sense. And good old Shailene is like. Should we do a Divergent rewatch? I would. I. I mean, it's like so. It, it, like I'm gonna need a moment for sure. Like I'm gonna have to go to like a v- vipassana retreat or whatever and be silent for a week afterwards because <laughs> like I'll lose my goddamn mind. But yeah, that's how like Miss Shailene came on the scene, and then she was like, "I don't," you know, she's like, "I don't wear shoes," and like, "I only eat raw mushrooms," and like, <laughs> so she just like, became like a big kind of hippie queen, and and then God, she just got thrown in there with these wolves. I know. And Talk about someone like, that probably needs to like be silent and like rock herself to sleep after every day on set. She must just be like, "Oh lordy, lordy, they're gonna find me out." Oh, Shailene's Shailene, a real the actress in real life. She, yes, like oh, that's I how, didn't know so that she she's did, giving me Daryl Hannah vibes. Full on. She was so she was doing the Divergent series, and, and that kind of didn't go nowhere. But she kept making kind of the rounds because she was like full, like like I said, no, like she just no shoes. 
I didn't um, know that. That makes me be yeah. more interested in her as a performer. Yeah, yeah. She has like a whole like she has she has like a whole character of a, of a human being that she is <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, well, we went on a Shailene tangent, but so season one, yes, like, uh, and then of course, like, obviously, and then of yeah, course, there's the iconic, it, but there's herself, but. but then of course, in season one, there's the iconic Nicole Kidman. Yeah, chief God. diva among them, definitely. She is chief diva. I mean, if we really want to do some like deep cuts, and I really want to like talk way beyond like anything I should. I had she was someone that I oh I kind of had a hot take on that, and I had problems with with that character, and especially when you have like chief diva of my Nikki in it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, she's because they were re- basically in season one. You know, she was in an abusive relationship, and the scene they just kept playing the exact scene every episode. So I knew, like, if she was in that house with the husband, they would have some kind of interaction that would always end violently every single time. And I kind of was like, oh, that sucks. Like Nicole Kidman is only reacting, right? Until the, uh, right. to this, and her and her only storyline is is abuse, which I which I've actually like. My thing is, it's like I'm really uncomfortable when they only tell a story about a woman's abuse, and that's all that she is is mm-hmm. an abused person. Where I'm like, that's not cool. Like that's taking away a lot of like complexity of this of this again this human being. But um, that's why it was so exciting for me when she meets up with her therapist, played by uh, sub diva on this show, Robin Weigert. It's mm. so exciting to watch her navigate her way to getting that apartment and everything because I think it's just a journey that so many women do unfortunately have to go through. And watching yes, Nicole and- do it, who's such a powerful woman, seeing even her, like if you're thinking about Nicole Kidman, the movie star, seeing her do that with such specificity and subtlety was really amazing. And yeah, and they they started that they start so yeah her character started kind of breaking free of that cycle of abuse and then and the show was starting to give her um, so I love that she's a lawyer I know which we get to full effect last night fucking a I would like to call a witness I don't think a character witness would carry much this weight. is not a character witness you've been asked to decide where my boys would be better off that puts in question the petitioner's fitness as well. I was examined. She should be too. There has been no suggestion that my client's parental capacity is up for I'm making that suggestion now. I was fair game. So was she. All right. We will schedule the petitioner's testimony for Tuesday. And with the court's permission, I would like to question her myself. I don't think that's wise. I'm an attorney. I have a current bar license. I'm entitled to participate in my own defense. That may very well be true, but I don't think it's in your best interest. It's my fight, Your Honor. I ask that you let me wage it. We do get the end, but the, but the whole time I'm like, what? It, like, it's one of those series where everyone has, like, I'm a lawyer. I'm a publicist. I'm a, you know. <laughs> Madeline is a real estate broker, apparently. I'm a real estate broker, but, like, none of them are ever, ever at jobs. No. Like, Except for Shailene, who is all the time feeding the beluga whales at that fucking aquarium. Yeah, wearing that, like, they're like, Shailene was like, I just really want to wear, like, some schlubby polo shirt right now for, like, most of the season. Can I just wear a... That's my character. Can I just wear a beanie the whole time? Oh, 
I just read on some on like someone's review page that they were like, "What I won't miss, Shailene's beanie." <laughs> Shailene's great beanie. I was like, "Whoa, read, yeah, <laughs> read on the beanie." Okay, so then a little diva in Hollywood got I think had a little FOMO after season one, and kind of announced I think just by herself that she would like to join the cast, and that is <laughs> chief Hollywood diva among them all. Meryl Streep. I love that we're calling, we're giving them all like some kind of weird hierarchy diva titles. Yes, absolutely. And I'm kind of confused. What is Reese's title in the tribe of divas? She's like, she's like queen she's Hollywood queen, diva. Queen basic white diva. <laughs> queen basic white diva. Absolutely. She's queen basic white diva. But you, because she was producing, you know that she was like, damn, Meryl Dunn just gave us a season two. Uh huh. Like that one little snippet on the red carpet of Meryl she being clever. like, I would do this. I would do this TV show." And then, and then Reese was like, you know, run into her uh, gift wrapping room and calling like all of the fucking people at HBO. We're like, "Season two, here we come!" Beep she, beep. You think she goes to her gift wrapping room? That's where she makes business calls. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I love the idea of her having a gift wrapping room. Makes me so happy. Candy's. Candy's um, spelling, you know, Tori's mom had uh-huh. a gift wrapping room. And so that's another thing I think when you're rich, you have a gift wrapping room. A dear. I think you should definitely have one when you get where you should add it. You should put it next to your TV room. <laughs> I would, but I don't like wrapping gifts. I'm actually, I mean, it looks, it looks like I've taped, it looks like I've taped my hands together when I wrap presents and like I tape it with my mouth. It's like people get, people like audibly gasp when they like turn the present around and they're like, what happened? So no, I don't think, no, if I'm rich, I'm not, ra- I'm not even, I'm never wrapping a gift. Everyone's wrapping them for me. Absolutely. Good, good tangent. Good tangent. Where are we in this? So then, little so then Reese is in her gift wrapping room, but you know who would not come back on is so-called auteur Jean-Marc Vallée. Well, he was do he was with our other Diva Supremes um, doing the other show, Sharp Objects. Right. But so they hire Andrea Arnold to do season two. They shoot season two, which I think, okay, so there's no longer a lot of book to be based on. Um, they, so they have a little more of the book to be based on, but also we've just got the David Kelly universe going forward. And one of the things I do love about this season is they got rid of that fucking Greek chorus, which annoyed the shit out of me. You didn't like, I, I kind of forgot about it mm. until people referenced like how happy they were that that was gone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's right. Like everything was kind of told in flashbacks. Right. Like that's, that was a whole, like, the, like we were all waiting, we were all getting to the moment. Uh, the where big they moment kill of that Perry. season, right. where they kill Perry, and so then they have all of the yeah, that was weird, that but, was weird. But then season two, something happened with um, Andrea Arnold, and HBO didn't like it, and so Jean Marc Vallée came in and recut the whole season, and so that's why there were a lot of like forty-five minute episodes. That's why we did. He also get... reshot, I guess, like a lot of he like he did a lot of reshoots. Um, too. Yeah, and used a lot of his footage from season one. The episode thing, because I think both you and I have the same thing. We kind of like a little bit of a consistency and to know, like, like that's just calming to us. So when, like, all of a sudden we're watching, like, a 32-minute episode in the middle of the season, it's like, goddamn what? And that's why we lost the iconic ice cream throw that we had seen the clip of where Laura Jean Poon throws an ice cream cone at Meryl Streep. 
Right. So there's some shady business going down, and, and, and that all came out in the middle of us watching the season, and it, and it kind of gave a nasty shade to it, uh, to the events. Of yeah. Just, because, because season two, and, then, and people in general have been pretty mixed, like we were saying. Like, some people loved it. Some people hated it. My experience was everyone was not, everyone was like, this was like a one season thing. So the fact that it came back and the fact that it's summer, I just fully escaped into it. And mm-hmm. I, I just wasn't too pressed about it. I was just like, as long as Renata is going to have at least one Renata moment, like that's all mama needs to as like long, get through her week. As long as she gave us the, our mantra for our life. I will not, not be rich. Also, like, it's my house, and I live here. Like, (laughs) her dancing and being so blissful, I'm like, if I could only ever be that happy and delusionally rich. I mean, I can't deny it. It's my house, and I live here. Right there. It's my house, and I live here. Beautiful. Come on down. Good. Eyes up this way. Gorgeous. I'm so tired of those shots of women. I mean, they're in power, right? They own banks and they're all like, divorce. Bullshit. Well, it's fun because it's like lifestyle porn, but it's lifestyle porn that acknowledges how evil the lifestyle is. Right. So it's not it, like Nancy Myers escapism. It's like an ironic escapism, which is the tone is really great. And I mean, and that they and they did they pulled out all the stops to make her house the most garish, like cavernous monstrosity Amazing. with like an infinity pool, like you know, out her back door and My- and again, but you she's human in it, and I do mm-hmm. love that they. As, so, like, season two happens and Renata, you know, is on the top, literally shooting a magazine cover, listening to It's My House and I Live Here. And then her storyline, which is so great, that she, um, it turns out her husband has just been, like, uh, doing something that I never understand. I'm Insider like, trading. Mer- he did a Martha Stewart, right? Mergers and acquisitions. Mergers and acquisitions. It's bad. And they, that's like one of the big things they love to send white people to jail for. Absolutely. Um, hold on, hold on. Special Agent Michael Nelson with the FBI. Oh, stand you back. put your hands no. on the hood of the car. I'm sorry. What's going what? on? Hands on the hood now, oh, sir. All right. Do it. Hey, hey. Hold on, hold on. There's confusion, sir. This is my husband, Gordon Klein. And securities fraud, title 15 of U.S. Code. What the fuck is going on here? What are you doing? You can't just assault somebody in the middle of a fucking public place. During any question. What does that mean? Call Walter now. You need to stop, man. We need you to relax. You need to relax. You're taking my fucking husband in handcuffs. Not these white people. These white people just have to sell whatever stuff they can't hide from everybody. But they, it, but it gave Renata so much shit to do, and yeah. the most fabulous thing was she still was so fucking strong. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I like, it. I also love that. Well, because of the lie, like the lie brought them together, right? <laughs> well, so, that's what they said. That's, that's what they said. That's that's what Nikki said. Monterey Five, whatever we call ourselves, the lie is the friendship. The thing that I do miss is the conflict between them. And I know, like, we're not supposed to root for girls fighting with girls, but really, literally, the only conflict, the only villain is Meryl. And in season one, the fun thing was, like, Renata and Reese would fight, 
but they were also friends and Bonnie and Reese would fight, but they were also co-parents and stuff like that. There was more, and this made, the lie made it so that they all had to kind of treat each other with kid gloves this season, and it just kind of missed a little bit of the conflict. Yeah, I mean, no doubt the season was a messy. Like, it was messy. It was kind of um, shapeless. Yes. Uh, like, there was... Momentumless. Because, momentless. There was none of that tension, like you said. And I still think, like, maybe with a little bit more writing, they, they could still have that. Like, you could still be, have a, 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 a lie pact um, and still have tension in there. You yeah. know, like... Well, they started bit with... Because, like, Bonnie is so wrought with guilt. And that was interesting to me when Reese was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And Bonnie's like, I killed somebody. And Reese is like, fucking get over it, you know? <laughs> it's like another just iconic... Uh, I know that her mom is in a coma. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, bitch, what? Like, listen to yourself. <laughs> like, so season two, then enter full dentures on Meryl Streep as yeah. okay. Mary Louise. Hold on, sorry. I think it's just, honey, I think it is just Mary Louise because no, not it's, only do I. It's as Mary Louise Wright. <laughs> Do you love that my hot take is that she doesn't have a last name? She just couldn't because <laughs> all you ever hear is Mary Louise. So, like, I hear Renata in my head a lot. And now, like, when I went to bed last night, I just was hearing, like, talk about a Greek chorus of people. Mary Louise. Like, Mary Louise. Mary, like, every, like, so many Mary fucking Louises. But you know why and they're all so fun. You know why that's crazy is because, you know, that's Meryl's born name. Fuck, really? She was born Mary Louise Streep. Whoa. whoa. That's weird in the head <laughs> fucking trip, isn't it? Isn't that fucking she, crazy? Wasn't she like, guys, I don't quite want my, like, this character to have my, my god name on it? Like, <laughs> maybe, like, this person isn't who I wanted to be associated with like that, but <laughs> Mary Louise. I mean, so as shapeless as this was, Mary Louise comes and just, like... Just has such fun knocking all these, all of these lovely ladies down. Well, just she, yeah. tussling their hair up. She throws in a, them. a pair of fake teeth and just Ooh. goes running for the memes. She is using that cross on her chin. She is eating pizza in a weird way. She is doing primal screams at a table. It's the best pizza in the world. That's what your dad used to say when he was your age. You know that? <laughs> he said that with us too. He did? Did he teach you how to stretch the cheese? <laughs> yeah. Stretch the cheese. Ah! Mary Louise! Please, please. What? My grief is too loud for you. Oh, oh just Celeste. Just... And Meryl has given us more memes from this show than all of the other girls combined. I mean, Renata, Renata's got them. Renata's for sure got them, too. That's like, true. Renata's got the memes. But yeah, Meryl, I mean, but, but how could you not, like... And pe- people accuse Meryl... We we've actually gone... Most of our most of our For the Girls and not had us a Meryl moment. I mean, I know. yeah. I know, yeah. which is also personal for me, as because uh, I did work with Meryl, and she, I played her son in a movie, and... So I know her a little bit, and I really like her, and she's she's the greatest person you could ever act with in the universe. But I'm still going to talk about her work on this show, which I love and I find to be delicious. I always think of her career as like the latter part of her career. She's gotten really into character work. Like the early part of her career was a lot of like Meryl 
just being the super honest, raw, emotional woman. And then since about, you know, Julie and Julia time, we've seen this intense character work from Meryl, including the Iron Lady and uh, this and Julie and Julia and Angels in America, where she is showing us these incredible characters she could make. And it's just very different on this series for me because she's the only one doing like a big character. She is doing a big swing, but like there is something, and I, I, you know, I think people accuse her, and and sometimes I see it of Meryl kind of doing Meryl certain Meryl ticks mm-hmm. that she kind of brings out. Like Meryl has kind of a bag of of tricks and ticks, and and they're very recognizable to her, and they always work, and they're always good. But I really thought she did something fucking. I just like I just felt like I hadn't really quite seen. I guess Angels in America is a really good kind of close. Uh, character to this that yeah but it's something kind of mousy and but like but i also again they, what i love about it is i never hated mary louise no i didn't either though she scared me i think the she difference did and i loved it i think the difference between mary louise and um uh, hannah pitt in angels in america is mary louise like has found out how to weaponize sweetness like mm-hmm. there was there was a violence to her mothering that made a lot of sense with Perry being her son and it grew throughout the thing culminating in that final examination from Nicole Kidman but it all like the pieces made sense but her her sweetness and her kindness was over it was beyond condescending it was violent Mary Louise Celeste <clears throat> Your attorney made me out to be quite the bad mother. He was just asking questions. You answered them. Is it your observation that I am a bad mother? As I... As you heard me tell Judge Cipriani when we were in chambers, I consider you to be a wonderfully committed parent. That's not the impression... As to my observations, yes. I have observed you being violent... With the boys. I witnessed you throwing Max to the ground and shaking him. I saw you drive off wearing nothing but your jammies under the influence of who knows what. You say Ambien. And you crashed the car, in fact. So, you're not okay. That's my observation. Which we can all accept. After all, you have been through. But... I cannot accept these children being placed in such imminent peril. Did you ever report to child services that you believe my children to be in danger? I probably should have. So the answer is no? Yeah, it's, it's no. Did you ever report to any other agency that you believed my boys to be in imminent peril? No. You suggested that I got violent with my sons. Is it your testimony that I am routinely violent with them? No, not routinely. Is it your testimony that I am often violent with them? No, but who knows what I haven't seen. So now you're basing your opinions on what you haven't seen? (laughs) I'm not a trained... Lawyer, so the semantics... Please, would you, would you direct your responses to me? I'm asking the questions. And it was manipulative, right? Yes, like and you that's... Don't... 
yeah. ever quite know, like, you think that, that this is going okay until all of a sudden she pulls a rug out from under you. She's gotten what she's wanted. She's, like, you know, investigated it in, in, her, in a very manipulative way. I really just love the scene where she, at, in this last episode, um, right after the court battle, where she, like, the last time her and Nicole interact. Which, by the way, this is fun. Like, I do feel like Nicole's kind of just been kind of again living and having to react to all of the events around her and mm-hmm. the trauma that she's suffered i haven't really quite grasped who she is as a character and i feel like this episode really this last episode really gave us our nikki kid that mm-hmm. i've been looking for that just gives us all of her, all of the all of these moments and I'm glad I got to sit there with it, but I love their last interaction where Meryl Streep comes to Celeste's house. She's just like, like through the, like the glass door, like. Why did you lie? I didn't lie. You said that I hit him, that I kicked him. Perry told me what you did. That never happened. So you're saying Perry's a liar? Uh, no, I, I, I brought him up to be good, a good boy, a good man. I don't know who that is. I hope that you don't live to bury your children, Celeste, because you would not even be standing. You lost your boys. You don't get to take mine. And it's just this, like, really tense, um, desperate moment, mm-hmm. you know, that you do, that you're like, it does, because I do think Mary Louise does want the best, and I we have I have seen situations in real life where like people really believe what they're doing is for the for greater good, but it's actually just extremely damaging. Yeah, you know, like but you get blinded by your mission. Yeah, um, and I I feel a lot of like that like that was something that Mary Louise. Well, and you realize she's compensating because of what happened with her boys, and she's trying to fix it. She's trying to right. make amends. She's trying to do better by these kids, and she's just doing it in a really toxic way. But let me tell you something that's also lifestyle porn in this show is that courtroom. Also, sub shout out to Sub Diva, not Sub Diva, also Diva Becky Ann Baker, who's a friend of the podcast who plays the judge so beautifully. But she. Um, she just kind of let them do whatever they want. Like they got to oh my God, closing I was, statements. Yeah. <laughs> they got to examine whoever they wanted. They got to bring in mysterious videos that they just happened to find perfectly, but not tell anybody in the court about. Also, like, uh, like yeah, I'm like, what is this? Like, what <laughs> parental court is this? Also, like the fact that um, uh, uh, Celeste's lawyer does literally nothing. Like she's like, I'm watch me. I'm gonna sit back and I'm really gonna slay. And then, <laughs> but she actually never slays. And then she Celeste has like all of these character witnesses that never get called. I was like, aren't we? But that's going the other to, thing. Where's my Renata? My Renata needs to say what a good mommy everyone like, is. I felt like she just got cut though. I felt like she right. just got cut. Like also, like did Ed have an affair with, um, with the community theater teach, uh, director's wife. Um, yeah, the whole Ed plot line was just a no- nothing burger for me. I know. I was just kind of like, like, can we make this ugh. more, can we make this more complicated? 
Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of whiny and sniveling, and he just has only one note to play the whole thing through. It's just like the same interaction with with Reese, which I guess is like probably close to light. But Reese is giving me shades of all kinds of things. I know, you and know? I. But Zoe Kravitz's husband, I guess, in the book had left. You think he's Big Daddy's snack? I think he's a snack. Yeah, but he left uh, Madeline like penniless after their divorce. Like he ruined their lives. Like he's a much more complicated. And they started doing that with how violent he was trying to be with Ed at the beginning of the season. And then it just kind of tapered out as we got more into like Bonnie and her mom, who's played by the great Crystal Fox, who I loved in this show. I thought she was She was, was great. good, but God, was that messy. I found that just to be so messy. And then again, yeah. went nowhere. She, she like, kept seeing damn Bonnie smother, drowning. Either What's smother her in? in the pillow or don't smother. But quit <laughs> faking us out. Like... Never mind, I'm just going to cuddle you, not snuggle you. Like, that's Whoa, not fun TV. that was so obnoxious, where she was like, yeah, like, the whole thing I'm predicting about killing my mom, and and then did it, and then I was like, whoa, is this person just a killer? Like, what are you guys even, like, the tea I, is, the, the big lie never, I mean, like, the reason why I think you and I respond most to just like them interacting a because like it's just like diva supreme on diva supreme just like kind yes. of like launching a thousand ships into the battle of normandy um <laughs> <laughs> but the but i think why are we focusing on that a that's just our vibe we love that shit but also because like the whole thing of like it's like you didn't you literally just pushed a man off of off of this woman that he was abusing like you didn't you know, like, yeah. so it's like, it wouldn't, I don't, everyone would be like, okay, well, like, let's get an ambulance. Like, we are all surrounded and saw what happened. Like, you would not have been found guilty. Also, they all showed up at the police station at the exact same fucking moment. Like, like ESP what? style. Like, we can't wait till the next morning. Uh-uh, we're all going right now. Right after my vows renewal, I'm going to jail. Yeah, and Celeste is like, cool, so I just got my kids back to show that I'm a competent parent. And now I'm going to go to admit that, like... This, this, I'm like, honey, honey, honey. So we have all these women who are really rich, who we kind of like wish we had their lives, but they've also all been victimized by men in some way, all of them. And Mm -hmm. so then you're like, oh, well, that's what I, why I love them and I want them to survive. But at the same time, because they're rich, we kind of want to see them punished. And that's why they ended it that way. Like, I don't, I don't understand like David E. Kelly's wookie woo of, um, moralism here, you know. And the wonky, again, I'm just going to go back uh, to the wonky editing of it all. Like, I really thought we were going to have the moment in court where everyone gets to speak their truth. Mm-hmm. Um, At least they montage. keep saying it. And they keep saying it. They yeah. keep being like, we're all going to be called. And then we're all there. Like you said, like, maybe that just got cut from the editing because it whatever but i was like oh i kind of actually really wanted that i also imagine like to hear from them and because they had dennis o'hare there as merrill's lawyer like you would have expect him to be used more and i could imagine him like cross-examining reese witherspoon in a really exciting way okay so you thought about what what you want in your third season i want another like i want another like all-star to like get piled on Here's my theory. This is the only, this is the this is my pitch for HBO Jean-Marc Vallée. You can take it for free if you lasted this long into the episode. You gift giver. All of them go to jail, so and all of those dads are terrible. So then, in swoops, all the grandmas 
It's called Big Little Lies Season 3, Grandmas Only. And we have iconic <laughs> divas playing each of the moms. And I think I have a cast for you if you're ready for it. If it doesn't include Susan Sarandon, you know that that bitch is like... Hovering that over bitch this. Is just, Yo! She's like... She's there like, might be hey, a spot babes. for her, but not in my cast. So here you go. Nicole's mom is played by Patricia Clarkson. Um, Laura Dern's mom is played by Glenn Close. Oh, yes. That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, good. good. Shailene's mom is played by Patricia Arquette. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. You know, like a little more like lower class, a little younger. Right. And and Patricia's loving to slum it up in these roles. So Mm -hmm. and then she could put on some fake gummy teeth. She'll put on some brown bangs and just go for it. And then Reese's bangs, bangs. Reese's mom played by Mary Kay Place, of course. Oh, duh. And I also think they favor each other really well. I think they look like each other. They both have kind of like a round, like sweet face, you know? They do. And I think they both can, I I can, I already, right when you say Mary Kay Place, you know exactly what she's going to do. Mm -hmm. Like she's going to be this like prickly rich mom who like is always judging Reese. You know, Mm -hmm. like is always putting her down and you're like, that's why Reese is like that because Uh she had a perfectionist mom. And so she's just trying to live up to her mom's and then Zoe uh, and then and then Zoe Kravitz's mom died. So this give is give her a new mom. This is a little stretch. No grandma shows up. Oh, grandma shows up because she's quite young. And Crystal Fox was right. quite a young mom. Grandma played by Alfre Woodard. Duh. <laughs> Boom. Can you imagine? Boom. Grandma's getaway. <laughs> grandma's <laughs> Grandma Summers. It's called Grandma Summers. <laughs> it would be so good. And Meryl. And then of course we have Meryl come back, and then all the regular girls just do guest spots from jail. Yeah, or all of the or Reese is teaching them cell block tango from Chicago <laughs> to perform <laughs> live in jail. Laura they is tried- <laughs> Laura is teaching motivational speaking. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm sorry. Okay, I love that, and I, 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 I feel like I keep wanting to hold on to that. But like thinking about how like all of that shit in season one were about the kids in the school. They that all got really dropped, didn't it? Like yeah. they don't really go to school. Like we at least could always know that they're going to be dropping their kids off and have some like snarky comments to each other. That shit really did just kind of go out the window. I really miss that now that I'm thinking of it. But that's what big little grandmas could do. Um, so yes, big little grandma, big little grandmas also lie is what I would, big little grandmas, <laughs> grandmas also, also tell lies. Hashtag grandmas only. Um, who, so I guess we can play the, which I find very obnoxious, but, um, whatever game of who are you that like sex in the mm-hmm. city thing that like, I will literally walk out of a party. I um, am, if I am, that game. I am Renata with Madeline rising. I am. Okay. You ready for this? Uh huh. I am Jane with Renata Patronus. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because like I, because like I, I, I was like, ooh, this is like my only hot take is that I'm Shailene Woodley's character. Like I'm kind of out of it. I'm, I'm always wearing like a schlumpy hoodie. Um, you know, like I live in a small apartment, but like I don't care. I mean, I don't think I would work at the marina because. The ocean is the devil's playground, um, and I don't, I don't quite like to go near those things. So, like, that's like something that doesn't quite jive with my character. But otherwise, like, yeah, like, you know, I'm just the kind of like wo- I'm a wounded doe. No, I'm not. But doesn't she always just like her? She always just looks like she's so confused. Um, but well, I, I actually do feel confused a lot of the time too. So, yeah, I'm Jane. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm Renata. divas. I'm Renata because I scream at people a lot, and then I pretend like I like people, but really underneath I'm filled with a seething rage. And you, well, you're high energy, and I also you're high also energy. very high energy like her. I get a lot of stuff done, and um, like you get up, like Nick gets up, and he'll just start like wiping things down. I feel like I don't know you 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 you, you get in motion really quickly mm-hmm. when you wake up. Um, I can see Renata like getting up already in like a full jumpsuit and hair uh, absolutely and, like, moving the way you move absolutely so, yes. but i have a little i have a little madeline in me and that i like have a little like like genetic basicness oh good 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 that's fun see i want to be bonnie that's who i want to be in my mind is like a very chill yoga teacher with great style like i want to be zoe kravitz she's super who's like thin. always above it who's like yes. always just like Vaguely above it, but like not bitchy about it, but just kind of like. Mm. That's who I want to be. That's who I've wanted to be ever since high school. But I'm deeply not that person, unfortunately. I, in my fantasy world, want to be um, Mary Louise. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean Mary Louise. Yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. I fucking shit when they were at Starbucks. That was like one of my all-time <laughs> favorite things. And then. Another? How are we today? How are we? We are rot, Mary Louise. Oh. We are worried about a wonderful mother mm. who's being put through an onerous, if not despicably cruel, court procedure to what? Get to be with her own kids? We're rot. You're a good friend to her. And, and Celeste is very, very lucky to have such a strong support system. And I sometimes think that if she hadn't tried to take on so much alone, you know, she wouldn't have unraveled, so. She hasn't unraveled. She's a single mom and a widow with two kids. She's done a damn good job. So I encouraged a housekeeper or a nanny. She thinks nannies are too much trouble, more trouble than they're worth sometimes. What did you just, just say? Just a mint tea. Okay. What did you just say? A minty. This is exactly what you did the last time you were at my house. Stay-at-home moms who make me feel like I should be locked up. What, for neglect because I have a fucking career? I have spent every day of my goddamn life putting my family and my child first. So don't go there. Don't go there, judgy judger. Keep your eyes on your own fucking paper, Mary Louise. Put it in a bag. I'll take it to her because we're going to the same... But did Meryl's character give it to her? Like, I need season three to answer that. That's she true. picked up the order. Did she give it to him? Um, are you going to watch it again? Do you think you'll, like, revisit this ever? Um, you know what? There's so much fucking TV out right now and trying to keep right. a hold of everything. I rarely rewatch anything. Like, I sometimes will rewatch Shit's Creek episodes just to see Catherine O'Hara do stuff. Totally. But other than that, and I sometimes rewatch Parks and Rec. Or, or 30 Rock, just when I need something mindless to, like, make me happy. But, and you can uh, put that stuff on in the background. Like, you don't exactly, have to Exactly, because I've seen all it. those episodes so many times. But other than that, it's real. Or The Golden Girls, I watch continuously. Other than that, other than those four shows, I don't really watch re- reruns. And I usually only do reruns of comedies. Are you going to watch it again? I'm, I mean, I'm not. Talking about this kind of gets me excited to... Uh, 
it's a, now that you have like two seasons and you can kind of go all the way through and like play with narrative and character and that's true and not like you get kind of, kind of a whole thing but I could totally could see us like in a couple of years like just getting stoned away and doing it for a whole day yeah like being in a cabin and being like hey girl like let's just let's just do this let's just do a puzzle and watch mm-hmm. all of Big exactly. Little Lies that, 1 and 2 that's how I see it that would that's be it. That'd be fucking fun. gorgeous why don't you guys do that with your best friend and then write us in and tell us how it went yeah, and um, thanks for listening to this, like, rambling. We just were, like, hot on the mic on this, and we sure did go everywhere and nowhere at once with <laughs> hope this we episode. But hope we didn't spoil it for you. Um, we've got loads of good apps coming up, and uh, we're hoping that you're surviving this heat wave and that you're just sitting in your Monterey estate on the ocean like we are, sipping a nice glass of Santa Barbara Chardonnay and chilling mm-hmm. with your girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Battle Angels. We will be here every week. Every fucking week. Don't you worry about it. And uh, you can just download and rate and just write us a review. Did you like listening to two gay people ramble on about the basicness of Big Little Lies? Tell us about it. Write us a review. Download us. Uh, We love you. We love you. And look, stare at the ocean like Madeline does. Goodbye, Renatas. Bye. Bye, all Renatas. Bye-bye. Just try.